You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm Nick Fairby, right for Pittsburgh Sports Now. Call games at WPGS Radio Station, and I am a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, it's a day that I thought I was going to have open to talk about a little bit of basketball, but instead, that has been hijacked in a completely different way I did not expect. Mark Whipple out as Pitt offensive coordinator. We'll talk about the implications of him leaving. We will talk about who should maybe become the offensive coordinator as a result of him leaving and we'll talk about so much more in regards to this offense with Mark Whipple's absence in the future. All that coming up on Locked On Pit. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers and wow. I mean, the big news of today, there's no doubt about it. It is that Mark Whipple's gone as offensive coordinator at Pitt. And a year after, Kenny Pickett puts up great yards. He puts up a great performance. Addison potentially wins the Bolitnikoff. Everything going well. And I mean that. Everything went well pretty much on offense this year. There was nothing that, you know, you looked around at and you said, oh, that's not going well. No, the offensive line played better, the receivers played well, the running backs played well. Over the course of the year, the running game got better. Over the course of the year, the passing game got better. There were enough aggressive calls. It was very thoughtfully aggressive. Everything was good. The play calling had its spurts here and there where you were like, okay, not great, not great. But overall, I thought Mark Wickle did a great job with this team. He did a great job with this unit. So that's the thing. And... Here's the difference when you look at Whipple being gone. And and it's, well, they don't have a stability factor now on offense schematically. And even, it doesn't matter who they go to in-house. If they go to Tim Salem, if they go to Brennan Marion, if they go to whoever, and, and we'll talk about these guys later and we'll talk about others that could potentially get that job or get that spot, all of those guys have different schematic ideas. Obviously, Marion's go-go offense, but Salem also has been an offense coordinator at Purdue. He's been an offense coordinator in Eastern Michigan, and he is not the same pro-style type of team that a Mark Whipple offense would be. doesn't mean he doesn't have pro concepts in there, but he's a spread offense, and, and it's not the same as what Whipple runs. It's a completely different scheme. So there's a lot... That Pitt's going to have to work through. And so Mark, losing Mark Whipple, how much of a loss is it? Well, first of all, and I can't say this for certain, I'm going to assume, and this is just me assuming this, because Kenny Pickett already told us this um, after the ACC Championship that he's going to play, but it could change the trajectory of how that game's called. Who's going to call the Peach Bowl? Who is going to call that game? Is it going to be Marion? Is it going to be Salem? Is Narduzzi going to take over personally? Is it going to be someone else? Is it going to be Powell? Is it? I don't know. 
Is he going to be one of the defensive coordinators? You know, or is like not coordinators, but the coaches? You know, I, I don't know who it's going to be. It's going to be very interesting to see who it is because Pitt hasn't given, you know, passing game coordinator titles, for example, out. They haven't given those titles out. So whoever is the offensive coordinator is obviously going to have a huge game to call. And they have to keep Kenny Pickett comfortable. So they're probably going to run Whipple's scheme for another game and just call it as it is and see what they have to do to adjust to that. So that's the interesting thing for Pitt. This game going up against Michigan State is going to be with a new offensive coordinator. And you'd assume Kenny Pickett's going to play with a different offensive coordinator. You're going to assume everyone else is going to play with a different offensive coordinator. So it's going to be one where Pitt's going to have to ebb and flow throughout. Next season, Pitt gets a whole offseason to install their things. But obviously, Mark Whipple leaving, and seemingly, it seems, he is going to be the next offensive coordinator under Scott Frost at Nebraska. It's a loss. Of course it is. I don't care what you thought he did over the last three years. The first two years, whatever. The offensive coordinators are especially offensive coordinators. A lot of them can be floor raisers, but the question really becomes, are you bound by your talent or not? And I thought Whipple, to a degree, certainly was, and I think we've seen that. I think Kenny Pickett's ascension this year is certainly proof of that. Having one of the best receivers in the nation is proof of that. Having three solid running backs is proof of that. Having two great tight ends is proof of that. Having a top 10 offensive line is proof of that. All of that is proof of it. However, you also have to understand that Mark Whipple called really good games. He was thoughtfully aggressive. He went against his tendencies when it felt right. He called good games. There were things that built upon each other, things was set, that set it up. He manned the ship especially well from a schematic standpoint. And I thought a lot of the over the last two years, were there issues with Whipple? Sure, there were. Sure, at times. But a lot of it was overblown. Whipple has been a experienced and, and fine offensive coordinator. He's been a fine offensive coordinator. There are things that will drive you mad, but I've honestly come to accept that as a fact with any offensive coordinator. I don't think there's a single perfect offensive coordinator out there. There are offensive coordinators that are going to make you rip your hair out consistently. Remember Sean Watson? That's a dude who's not a good offensive coordinator. Mark Whipple's an above-the-line offensive coordinator. And let's be real about that. This loss here is absolutely somewhat significant. It doesn't mean Pitt's going to fall off a cliff, but you lose the Whipple connections in terms of quarterback recruiting, so that's something to note. Losing that obviously stings. You lose the stability of a scheme year over year. And I think particularly it could affect Jordan Addison because the slot is such a king position in Whipple's scheme. It doesn't necessarily mean it will be in the next scheme. Now, Jordan Addison's a talent, and you better find a way to use that guy because he's not just a slot guy, but he's a guy that can win in, in all areas of the field, and he's a phenomenal talent. But understand that, that this is an offense that might not be completely built around Jordan Addison in the same way that Whipple's was, right? So there's a lot of things you have to consider. And losing a guy like Whipple, again, not the not the end of the world, but there are absolutely things that fall out from this. And he just offered Chubba Purdy. He was out in Arizona, offered him yesterday, 
and then left. And, you know, I mean, the first impression of Pitt virtual Purdy was Mark Whipple. And that guy is no longer here. So who is going to be the next impression of Chubba Purdy? If you really are trying to kind of take that next step and get that quarterback, and clearly they are, they offered him, who are you trying to get? I don't know. And who who's going to be doing the pushing? Who's going to be doing the hustling? you got to get this offensive coordinator thing figured out quick. And I think it's, it, you know, you have to hire one relatively soon to get on that recruiting trail and to get on the transfer portal trail because Pitt lost one of its pieces of an attractive transfer destination, and that was that they had Mark Whipple, and he was the guy that developed Kenny Pickett. He's not there anymore. So the guy that developed Kenny Pickett's no longer there. There's no schematic stability. So maybe you're looking for a different type of quarterback, first of all. And second of all, perhaps it does back off a few of the transfers that might have been interested. I don't know what every person's going to think through their head, but it is something to take into consideration, and it is something that could be a potential loss when you're on the recruiting trail over the next couple months, and maybe a year even. So losing Mark Whipple could potentially affect that. On the field, again, I think Whipple is a decent offensive coordinator. I don't think he's irreplaceable by any means. I liked his scheme. I didn't think he was fanatical or anything. It wasn't some special scheme. But I thought he called solid games for the most part. I thought he developed Kenny Pickett. I thought for the most part he's done a nice job as Pitt's offensive coordinator. I think he's a fine offensive coordinator. He'll probably do good things in Nebraska. Losing him after what they did this year, it sucks. It wasn't all him, but he built a good portion of it, and that's something that you can't overlook, and it could hurt them on the recruiting trail. All right, though, folks, we will talk about who Pitt could potentially get as their offensive coordinator coming up next. I'll keep it probably internal for this, so we'll look at external guys maybe a little bit later in depth at the very least. I might mention some guys I'm passing today, but not truly in depth. But first, I want to let you know about prize picks. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. PrizePix offers more college football props than anyone in the world, and they offer all the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid-major players you may have never even heard of. PrizePix offers any props you can think of from yardage to touchdowns to even interceptions thrown. Folks, use our promo code LOCKEDON and you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive that 100% instant deposit Match up to $100. All you have to do is pick two to five players in an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. And prize picks allows mixed sport entries as well if you so wish. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Locked On, or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePicks is daily fantasy made easy. Folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, and let's talk about some potential replacements we can have here for Pitt. And there's a lot of things to go into it because it's not easy. And I think when you look at how Mark Whipple exited, the suddenness of it all, I'm not quite sure what happened. You know, he's out recruiting Chubba Purdy. Last night, he has really, like, he met with Nebraska reportedly on Sunday. Frost was in the area, and they met, and and everything seemingly just clicked together. It was very odd, but 
Others are reporting it's a mutual parting, that the relationship between Dews and Whipple had soured. I don't know what the whole story is behind his departure from Pitt. Just very sudden. And it makes me think, I don't know if that if Narduzzi has a clear outlined plan yet, right? So does he? And, and more importantly, does Narduzzi think, okay, I know who I want. This is the guys. Or does he have a list of, you know, how many? And he said, okay, these are the candidates. These are who I want. This is who I'm going to try and get. And this is who I'm going to get second if they don't come to me. You know, all this stuff, right? So who does he want? Seriously, who does he want? I don't know who he wants necessarily. I know there are a few very good candidates that want staff right now. And I'll, I'll tell you, first of all, let's get, I think, one guy that people will talk about, and I think it's Tim Salem. You know, a, a guy that has plenty of experience as an offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator at Purdue. He was the offensive coordinator at Eastern Michigan. So he has legitimate power. He has a power five job. He has an FBS job under himself. So there's legitimate things there that say, okay, that makes sense to me. But I will also throw this out that I think he's a guy that, for all that he has done, has you know three decades plus. Uh, he was also the offensive coordinator, I think, at UCF there for a few years. For all the work that Salem has done, and all that, you don't necessarily come and say, okay, this is a guy that inspires the confidence of essentially everything you want. That's Again, that's not to say the guy was bad. He's not. Legitimately, Tim Salem has some real potential to him. I think he's a guy that you can actually look at and you can say... He could legitimately be a decent coordinator here. The question is, he hasn't been a coordinator since he was at UCF. And and that's a long time ago. So what has he done to modernize his offense since then? What what are you going to get there? The recruiting aspect of Salem, it is there. It's absolutely there. You can see what he's done in New York. He's the guy that brought Israel Banikanda. He's the guy that brought Servasia Dennis. He's the guy that recruited Gavin Bartholomew. He's recruited guys in Jersey. He's recruited guys all throughout that area. And he's done a nice job. He's done a nice job. So there is real consideration to say that Salem is a quality recruiter. So that that's, that's legitimate stuff there. And you have to consider that. But... What is Pitt going to get when they look into Tim Salem's resume? That's the bigger question. And I think overall, when Tim Salem comes to mind, it's not a flashy name. And, and you know, maybe that would be underwhelming to people. But he's developed players. He's a guy that has proven the ability to be an offensive coordinator at levels, at multiple levels. And he's a guy that's also been proven to be a decent recruiter. So it's a possible thing. And again, he runs a spread-type offense. So it maybe it wouldn't be a tough transition for a guy like Nick Patty, for example. There's certainly tons of guys that would run a spread offense out there in the transfer portal. It wouldn't be a tough transition. And I, I think the other obvious in-house candidate is Brennan Marion. 
And that's the one that I think everyone will obviously chirp on. And obviously will want to be the guy. I think that Brendan Marion's already developed quite a fan base. You could look just how many people were clamoring for him to come to be the receivers coach. And then look at the receivers this year. They were phenomenal. I mean, they were great. The receivers were absolutely great this year. And Brennan Marion coached them up well. Brennan Marion has a youthful energy to him. But not it's not just that youthful energy. It's the smartness. It's the shrewdness of Brennan Marion. But that he does bring excitement. He brings spark. He's not just flashy because he is young. He's flashy because he's a fast riser. Because he is smart. Because he shows an innovative offense that can do different things in the modern college football game. And that's the thing about Brendan Marion. The go-go offense is what you expect it to be. It's a triple option type of offense, but also a spread offense. It combines them. So you have a dual threat type of scheme where you can attack teams with the ground game or in the air and through multiple different ways. RPOs, quick passes. You obviously have a robust downfield passing game. You can use unbalanced sets. You can work from the pistol. You can work from the offset eye. You can work from the shotgun. You can work from empty. You can work from all these different things. Two running backs are heavily featured in this offense. Yes, you need a mobile quarterback. But that's a lot of what Pitt already has. A lot of what Pitt already runs. There's always tweaks to that. And again, the go-go offense is a bit of a triple option style with some spread elements to it. But Mark Whipple's pro offense, trust me, had those college elements to it. And Brennan Marion's offense would not be a wholesale transition. It really wouldn't be. And I think that's something to talk about here. It wouldn't be some drastic change. It would be a gradual one. And I think Patty and Bevel honestly fit decently well. And there are plenty of transfers out there that could fit into the mold of this offense. So, you know, Brendan Marion, he's a very attractive candidate. Very attractive. Between what he's done with the receivers between what he's done at every stop along the way at William & Mary, at Howard, even going back to Waynesboro. You know, he elevated Howard to a different higher level. Beating UNLV that year, William & Mary was the most improved rushing offense under Brendan Marion. There were lots of very good things under Brendan Marion. There were great things, and he always adapts to his personnel and puts them in good positions to win. He's a dynamite young recruiter. He's a fast up-and-comer that's likely to leave Pitt if he doesn't get this job. It feels like the right time to do it. He would be my preferred candidate, especially on the in-house side. I think Brendan Mary makes a lot of sense here. The go-go offense, it isn't as stark a transition as it seems. There's a lot that's already in this offense that makes a lot of sense for Pitt to run. They have the personnel. Certainly they have the running backs to do it with Abandy Kanda, Davis, and Hammond. Certainly, they have receiver talent to be a dynamic team while doing it, and they have quarterbacks on roster, and there's more than enough robust quarterbacks in the transfer portal if they so wish. Brendan Murray makes so much sense here. He really does. And that's the thing I think that just makes sense. I would hire Brendan Murray. I don't know if they will hire him, but I think Murray makes a lot of sense here. All right, folks, as we move on, I want to talk a little bit more about Brendan Murray and why I like him as a potential 
candidate. We'll also talk a little bit about some outside candidates. Again, it's not going too in-depth on that side, but I do want to at least touch on it a little bit. But first, I want to let you know about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props onto the lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season, so just head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. If you just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus, again, you can receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just using our promo code Locked On. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. Folks, Christmas is right around the corner, and I know you need a protein bar that's both delicious and healthy. Makes complete sense, but there's really nothing out there until you encounter Built Bar. It's the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. It's low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. And you have so many flavors to choose from. Trust me, you'll have a hard time choosing just one. Raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall, mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers to get the best presents for your family. And trust me, once you have these, you'll be passionate about your favorite flavor, and you'll want to fight for it. So listen, tell Santa to throw some of those Bilt Bars in those stockings, dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa all on Christmas morning, and you will be in heaven. So go to Bilt.com, use our promo code LOCKS15 and get 15% off of your order. Use the promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Folks, let's get into this a little bit. Brennan Marion, obviously a potential candidate for the Pitt offensive coordinator job. And here's what I want to talk about. I laid out why I like the idea. I think it's a good hire. I think Brennan Marion is going to be a superstar. I think it's going to be a head coach somewhere. I think he's going to be a really good one at that. And listen, he's lit it up everywhere he's gone. And that's the thing. Brendan Marion's been really good wherever he's gone. Everything he's touched has turned essentially to gold. He's got that Midas touch, if you will. That's kind of what Brendan Marion has. But it doesn't mean Brendan Marion's going to be the co- the next offensive coordinator at Pitt. And I will say this. I do think that this is not the type of hire Narduzzi would make, right? Look at the offensive coordinators he's had. For example, Sean Watson, experienced. Mark Whipple, obviously very experienced. Matt Canada was very experienced. All of his offensive coordinators are very experienced guys that come in and fill that role. Now, that would be good for Tim Salem. It doesn't mean it will be Tim Salem. Of course, it could be anyone else. It could be someone from out of, outside, and I think there are a few candidates. Maybe that Pitt can pull away, you know? Maybe that they could bring someone in. And potentially get a really solid hire out of him. Well, here's the thing. Marion might be a little bit more unlikely to actually become the office coordinator because of that. Narduzzi's philosophy is just not there, right? It, it's not a, a thing that Narduzzi typically does. And he doesn't hire these young upcomers. He doesn't hire these young hotshots. 
It's just something he doesn't do. So you take it for what it is. And what for what it is is Pitt needs to somehow find someone that can fill that void. So who could that be? There, there are certainly, certainly options here for Pitt. And I'll, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, I think that there is a, a guy in Ohio, but two guys in Ohio potentially that Pitt could shoot the shot for if they were Sean Lewis and Jason Candle. You know, I don't know if the the head coaches of MAC teams would want to come to be the Pitt offensive coordinator, but I I think that all the same, I think those two guys would be great hires. Andrew Soder, even who is the offensive coordinator at Kent State, has put up significantly good numbers there. He could be a potential candidate. There are candidates out there. There are probably certain reachers. I'll dive into it more and more over the next few weeks as we talk about this more and more and there's maybe a can kind of emerges. But understand that that's a, the experience factor. So obviously a head coach from the MAC would be that experience factor. There's a ton of con, con, kind of connections that Dues has in that area too that would make sense. I don't know if he is going to go after someone there. I don't know if he's going to go after an experienced offensive coordinator. It makes sense. It fits with his trend, which might make it less so for Brennan Marion. I really like Brennan Marion. That's who I would hire. I'd at least give him a shot in the Peach Bowl. Brennan Marion is who I think should be calling plays in the Peach Bowl. There's no doubt about it. But to me, losing a guy like Bark Whipple before the Peach Bowl, you just want to bring stability. Marion's a guy that can do that. He was the offensive coordinator, after all, in the spring game, which leads me to think maybe he would be the offensive coordinator in the Peach Bowl. But again, that's just something to kind of take notice of and potentially showcase that just perhaps Pat Narduzzi will go the more experienced route. Maybe it's a little less likely for Brendan Marion to get that job. All right, folks. Tomorrow we will talk a little bit about pit basketball. I trust Trust me, we will do a little bit of pit basketball. We'll also continue to talk about pit football and kind of the fallout of this entire Whipple situation and what's going to go on here for pit. However, folks, I need you guys to make your second listen every day, Locked on Bets, after you listen to Locked on Pit. Locked on Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by URBQ with expert analysis and insight from Lee. Sterling is free and available on all platforms folks as always thanks for listening and as always hail top hit